meditation, it's just an, an, another way to, to understand how to connect to the body, right? Because I think we read in books that we have to sit still and there's just so many rules that are put on in this box again, right? Like where people feel like it's a chore or a task or they're not doing it right. And then they end up not doing it at all. And so the moving meditation is it's a sensual movement practice, right? We breathe, we stretch, we just reconnect to ourselves. We drop in, we ground in, we get out of our heads and into our hearts, out of our heads and into our bodies. And generally a lot of things come through. And so what I'm teaching people is, you know, when you calm your nervous system, when you move, depending on, sometimes I'll usually, it's very intuitive. Some days we do a lot of release and a lot of shaking out. Again, other times it's really, really slow movement creating pleasure, touch, right? Like hugging ourselves, self-massage, right? So all of that to me is comprised of the moving meditation. If you're feeling like stillness isn't working for you, if you feel like, oh, I just don't know how to do this. This is an approach that's very dynamic where it's very fluid and you can really feel into what your body viscerally responds to, right? Because everything goes back to the feeling. And so if you're not, if you're creating resistance for yourself in the stillness of meditation, I would recommend trying this. Generally, I'll start moving meditation and then I go into stillness because that's the way that I'm able to drop my body in the quickest way. Welcome home to Soul Shine Radio. I'm your hostess, Lindsay Martin Ellis, embodied intuitive, spiritual guide, author, and speaker. This is your sacred virtual sanctuary where myself and heart-centered guest experts will be sharing through a multidimensional lens our innate wisdom, practices, transmissions, and activations to support you in navigating the integration of your spiritual journey and human experience. I am here to help you bring the pleasure, presence, and play back into your soul's evolution. To surrender into the great mystery so that you can embody your magic and become a magnet for miracles. And of course, to remind you of the gift in breaking wide open because it's the cracks that allows your light to shine through. It's time to unleash and radiate your unique soul shine because the world craves your radiant light now more than ever. You ready? Let's do this, love. Hello. Ah, I feel like I start off every episode with a sigh. (laughs) My husband, when I first really started dropping into the body more and and expressing more sound <laughs> throughout the day um when i would sigh or i wouldn't even notice i wouldn't even be cognizant it just kind of started to happen i would allow my body to release in the way that it was desiring and for so many months my husband would be like what's wrong <laughs> like what did i do or <laughs> you know What's, what just happened? You know, did I miss something? And finally, I'm like, oh, I'm just like moving the energy in the body. And a lot of times I, I don't even recognize that it's happening anymore because I've just stopped resisting, stopped resisting, you know, what my body was actually calling for. 
And so now, you know, he doesn't ask questions and it's he he knows that there's lots of sounds that happen in this home <laughs> various for various reasons. And um, it just I, I chuckle because that's how I feel like I'm starting off every episode is <sighs> um, still in an initiation time. And I'm in a lot of turmoil, but my relationship to the turmoil is just complete and utter surrender, still without a computer. And um, and I'm in, a, I'm in a bit of a pause. And what came through when I was connecting with my guides, I don't even know, maybe it was about a week ago, several days ago, essentially what came through, and I have it written in my journal somewhere, but it was like, it's in the spaciousness that leads to the creation. Like all creation is birthed from spaciousness, right? Anything that is created from any other way of being is an illusion, is inauthentic, is not truth, is not true. And it's so clear to me now that I was in resistance to what is coming forward at this time. And that's why everything was breaking down around me. And it almost was like such a relief when I was able to to take so many things off of my my plate, my to-do list, um, things that I was just doing because I created a system for it and, you know, thought that I created it and kind of put myself on autopilot mode, put everything on autopilot mode, got my systems in place, got my support, you know, my support team in place and all of the things. And we forget that just because we created something at a, at one point in time, it doesn't mean that it's still true for us. And so I've been kind of peeling back the layers this week, actually over the last several weeks of like, what is mine? What is not mine? What is true for me? What am I holding on to with my claws like all over it that I don't want to let go of? What gets to be let go of? What do I get to grieve? What do I get to feel? What do I get to process? What do I get to just acknowledge and not give too much attention to and and create the spaciousness for what is next? And oh my gosh, it has been so painful. And every day is different and every moment is different. And I'm creating a lot more spaciousness for being in the liminal state, like just, you know, allowing inspiration to drive me, allowing my intuition to guide me to what's next and truly just honoring my commitments, right? Like honoring the responsibilities and commitments that I that are already in place. But other than that, just like really creating the spaciousness to not fill the void, right? To not fill it with, I'm going to listen to this podcast or I'm going to do this workout or I'm going to go do this thing or I'm going to you know, see what this other person's doing, just being in the in the void. And that is truly where all of creation lives. But yet so many of us want to fill the void, right? Fill it in, fill it in, fill it in, fill it in, because that's how we're conditioned. So I'm excited to share this episode with a colleague and soul sister of mine, Rebecca Whitman. I had her as one of my beautiful retreat experts and leaders during my my virtual retreat last year. And that's kind of how we kicked off our connection. And then she interviewed me on her podcast. And what I loved about her podcast is 
she kind of like rapid fire asked me questions and that I didn't know. I didn't know what the questions were going to be about. And it was definitely supportive for me to hear this time around <laughs> my journey. Like I, I really got to ground into my my journey of living out of alignment and how that manifested as, you know, dis-ease in the body and how most of my life, you know, like it hasn't been easy. And I could say that probably for most of us as as you're listening to this as growth-oriented individuals, it's not easy because we're constantly walking the edge. We're constantly breaking outside the box and going a different direction. And I don't know if if you're if you're into Jesus, <laughs> um, I spent a lot of time over the course of the last year healing my relationship with Yeshua and religion and institutionalize um, just really lots of institutions, but institutionalize religion and um, just growing up Catholic and not truly not feeling connected and 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 getting underneath like where my judgment lives and um, where my resistance was living and. I have such a beautiful relationship with Yeshua now, and I love the series, The Chosen, because, oh my gosh, I could get into it for days, but the marketing, the the, the way that they, I forget the director's name. I believe his name is Dallas Jenkins. I don't know a ton about his story, but he's created a movement and... And when people, right, like it creates so much disruption and all he's doing is creating a new lens, right? A new lens to look at what was it like to to walk, to walk in life as Jesus through the eyes and through the lens of the people in his life, like through the other disciples, right? Through the the lives that he touched. And there's like this humanness and this lightness component. And this relatability that is drawing so many people in and it's it's been so healing for me. And, and what I love, right, is it's like this is just a depiction and, and, and it's like bubbling up so much emotion. Like so many people are so angry about it and others, right, it's, it's that polarity that is creating the movement, right, that is creating the um, like the bubbling up of like, right, like oh, this isn't how it's written in the Bible, so it must be wrong, right? Like it's just like testing us and allowing us to question. And that's my favorite. It's my favorite because I believe that we should be questioning everything always. <laughs> and and like, you know, it's like, who am I to say? You know, it, it, it's of course not everyone's cup of tea, but it is a huge movement. I mean, people all over the world are obsessed with this series. And I have been moved to tears watching watching the series multiple times and it feels so deeply healing for me. I feel more connected spiritually to to Jesus, to Yeshua than I ever have. I have my own relationship with him. I know how to connect and and I don't need anybody to believe it. I don't need I don't need I don't need approval from anyone. I don't need anyone. I don't need a book. I don't need the church. I don't need a priest. I don't need anyone to tell me what is right or wrong for me or what will work for me or how to connect, right? It's like taking the institution out of that connection. 
with Jesus as an ascended master. So I went off on a total tangent, but if you haven't seen The Chosen, um, it's rocked my world. And they make fun of themselves. Like even their billboards, they'll like, they'll even share reviews from people that are, you know, where they're up in arms and they just, they lean into it, right? They're like not taking life so seriously. And they're like, remember, these are actors. This is, this is a lens. This is just a, an opportunity to get curious and to question and to have a little bit of fun. And I do, I believe it's, it's healing a lot of people's woundings around um, the church truly. And I know it's been a, a part of my healing journey as well as I've been watching a lot of documentaries, reading a lot of different books and just connecting in my own way of like, wow, where was I in judgment? Where was I in resistance? Where was, where is their trauma here? Where is their hurt here? Because there's a lot, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of mistrust. There's a lot of um, shaming, right? There's a lot of, if you don't believe this, you're bad, you're going to hell, you're wrong. And I, I believe that this series is totally um, kind of breaking through that glass ceiling. That was a total tangent. What I actually was going, <laughs> why I started talking about The Chosen is because there's, there's um, like in the intro and outro, and I know they have like different merchandise and things like that where they're showing, you know, a school of fish that I think are gray. And then I believe it's like a light blue color. They have just a few other fish that are completely swimming the other direction. And you can see as one fish, you know, passes by another, like one out of 10 fish will kind of turn around. And it's just kind of showing you, right, like how we're breaking out of the mold, how we're um, leading by example, right? Like, I don't share my experience for approval. I share my experience in hopes that it will help you break outside of the box of how you need to feel and what it needs to look like for you and that it could support you. I mean, that's really all that it is, is like, yeah, uh, there's a deep desire that we all have to belong, which I think is what keeps us stuck in this perpetual suffering of like, oh, I can't think differently. I can't say this thing. I can't speak what's truly on my heart. I can't be myself in fear of being persecuted, being judged, being shamed, being made fun of, you name it. So I don't even remember what I was talking about before I went into The Chosen. I was, what came in, what popped into my field was just like the fish going a different way. So I'm I'm assuming what I was talking about is going against the grain. <laughs> I'm noticing that's what my soul signed up for more than ever. And um. Yeah, that's that's essentially why I went on like a five minute tangent about The Chosen. So I would love to know if you've seen it, what you think about it. Um, it's like I said, it's moved me to tears, um, just like overwhelming. You know, when you have those outbursts of tears that you can't really explain and it's like you're in it's you're in the the awe of life. The veil is thin. <laughs> I'm laughing to myself because I'm like, what if you don't know what that feeling's like? You know, as I'm opening up more and healing more of of the the armor around my heart, right? And like feeling more, I have these moments where I just burst into tears of gratitude and joy and appreciation and the veil feels thin. And I'm I just feel so grateful to be alive and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, the miracle." You know, that's that's these um spontaneous like miraculous cry sessions that I'm having. 
So I'm like in this pause right now. And it's been very painful. (laughs) It's also been very therapeutic. You know, like I didn't want to stop, but everything stopped around me. Like every, I, I was forced to stop. So clearly there was, this was a time that I was being asked to stop and I didn't listen. And, um, I'm excited about this episode because the the conversation is around like how to flow in turbulent times and and the questions that Rebe- Rebecca asked me were around like why I'm a like why I'm an empowerment guide and and like why I teach embodiment work and what's my journey with my health and my hormones and living out of alignment and it was such that reminder of oh yeah I've done this before and it sucked and it wasn't fun at times and it wasn't easy at times and it took me like going against the grain like with my health you know crisis journey whatever that was like i i took a a non-popular route like i i went a non-traditional route and it's it appears that that's <laughs> that's my journey like taking the the road less traveled and and trying it on and and being with it and digesting it and then sharing it with other people. And so it's a pretty lighthearted episode. And and there's just so many little nuggets of like, if you're feeling like things are tough right now, and I mean, it's 2022, <laughs> been through a couple years of, uh, there's been a lot happening in the collective and it's, it's, it's tough to to stay centered right now. It takes a lot of devotion and a lot of practice and discipline to continue to to lean into the feeling, into the clearing, into the healing, into the transmuting, into the recentering, into choosing a new moment, into being in gratitude, right? I mean, it it takes it takes diligence. And um it's not for the faint of heart. So again, if you're listening to this, I'm just applauding you for being here, for being a part of walking the the road less traveled. And gosh, I I I'm like, I want everybody, I wish everybody could have a diary of their life and their transformation because when I have these moments where I'm I can't see the forest through the trees and I'm really in my process going back and listening to even this episode from, gosh, it was probably like maybe nine months ago, something like that. I feel like a whole new person. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's crazy how the quickening of my evolution is happening and all of us around us. And I'm in so much gratitude of my story, my journey, how I wouldn't be here. Like, all of those things needed to happen in order for me to be here sharing with you where I'm at. And I'm on a massive pause, a massive pause. And I, with my logical mind, cannot fathom and make sense of it. And I'm not meant to, but I'm in full trust. And it feels so good to be back in alignment of like, is this even what I want right now? Why am I why was I even doing this thing? Why was I even showing up in this way? The gift of being able to change my mind. The gift of 
not feeling like I need to say yes to this person or this thing or answer my phone or respond to a message or deliver my work in the way that I was delivering it. And so for me right now, everything is is coming, is, is stemming from inspiration and from spaciousness. So being in the void, which the conditioning is so strong, right, in a world that wants us to do more and wants us to be better and wants to fill every crevice all of the time with something that is pulling our attention away, I have been in, in, the, in the void, which I like to call the fertile void because that's like I'm literally planting seeds for what's next and I'm allowing what gets to die to die. And oh my gosh, my hopes of sharing how I sigh at the beginning of every episode and I'm like, I'm still in my shit. I have no mother effing computer. Like I have no assistant. I just had to, I, I like had no other option but to say, I'm tossing my hands up in the air. There's something for me here. There's a new way of being that gets to come through. There's a new way of how I get to show up in my business. And if I continued to stay the course that I was staying in, I the upgrade wouldn't happen. The evolution wouldn't happen. And so things literally broke down all around me. And it's, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for it happening that way. And I'm grateful for the awareness now that the old me would have gotten frustrated and been in victim and, you know, been a a mess on the floor. And then right as when I got my computer back, I would have hired somebody right away to replace my assistant and all of the things. And I would have like, just been go, 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 got to get, got to catch up, got to catch up, got to do this, got to do that. And now I'm like, I'm in no rush to even hire again. And I'm in no rush to fill the void. I'm like, nope, I am going to create the spaciousness and allow what's next to reveal itself. And I feel like I've been repeating myself (laughs) every week since this whole saga started, but I want to drive it home for me and for you, like noticing the shifts and the evolution, right? And like how it's building and building and building, right? How the signs were there, how I wasn't listening, how the universe got louder and louder and louder and louder with literally like taking me out of autopilot, taking me out of my current normal way of being, way of working, way of showing up. And I'm like, I know that there's a different way I can feel it. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, I am I am walking on the edge of totally b- busting through the matrix and like showing people how to truly feel delicious and juicy and alive while while like just slowing the fuck down and having so much presence and joy and sacred moments throughout the day. And I don't know. It's just like, gosh, I my desire is for everybody to feel this feeling like things are crumbling all around me and I'm just like here for it. I'm because I know I've been here before. I know when things are crumbling around and when I stop resisting and I finally surrender, 
I know like the catapult of the quickening of the upgrades that happen. And so just remember, I'm going to leave you with this before you listen to the lightheartedness, hear more about my story, get some, you know, juiciness around how to connect with your body more, right? How to center in times of turbulence like we're in, how to recenter the nervous system. You know, I just want to leave you with that reminder that it's not, it's it's never the the thing that actually hurts. It's the resistance to the thing. It's the resistance to the experience that's happening in that moment in time. It's the resistance that causes so much disruption, so much pain. It's in the surrender, the melting into like, okay, this is where we're at what's coming up, right? Because a lot of emotions come up, right? When we when we get out of that autopilot mode, it triggers all of the stuff that's underneath that and that bubbles up. And so there's emotions and there's sensations and there's awareness and it can feel scary and isolating, right? But then you're like, oh, I've done this before and I know what's on the other side of this. So can I melt and surrender which, by the way, surrender, when you actually break down the world word, means surrender means melt into something higher. So that's what I'm doing right now. I am surrendering so that I can melt, 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 create spaciousness so that I can create, right, from that higher resonance, melting into something higher. Surrendering is not giving up, is not letting go. Surrendering is a form of ascension, right? Is that form of embodied ascension is feeling all of it and being at peace with what is so that, you know, I keep having this visual of a sunflower breaking through the cracks of the concrete, right? Like allowing all of that that seedling to just break through the cracks and then it just blooms. And what does it do? It turns to the light. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Rebecca. She's got an amazing podcast, an amazing business. I love Rebecca because she's just, I don't know, there's just like this buoyancy and this lightness about her. And um, there's a simplicity to how she how she delivers, right? Like she doesn't try to like overcomplicate it. It's just so simple and yet so powerful. So in the show notes, I'll absolutely put the different ways that you can connect and get in touch with Rebecca. And I hope that you're enjoying and getting value from the saga of <laughs> the saga of Lindsay's business breakdown and and how I'm, you know, everything that I share and talk, I, I actually implement in my own life. And I I don't try to sugarcoat. And I, I I feel that that's another part of why I'm here is to show you what's behind the social media, right? And like the professional photos and the image and the masks. Like so many people have such false expectations of what it means to be successful. And, and truly success is about that peace, that resonance within it has nothing to do with anything else outside of us. And so we're going to keep grasping and we're going to keep thinking that when we have that thing outside of us, that we're finally going to feel fulfilled, emotionally fulfilled, content, peace, happy. And it's so much bullshit. And 
like I said, so many leaders just do humanity a disservice by showing only what's working and not sharing the truth of what got them there and and like the ugly truth of what it takes and the messiness to surrender. And that's what melting is, right? Melting does, isn't messy. I mean, melty isn't like clean. I think of a candle. <laughs> All of my candles melt in various different ways. They end up on my table, right? It's, it's never the same. So can you surrender, melt into something higher? Like what is one thing that you can do to surrender in this moment to something that's in your external environment? Can you change your relationship to the thing that's happening around you in this moment right now? Because that's where the gifts live so that you can create the spaciousness to birth and create something new. So enjoy this episode of how to flow in turbulent times, right? We are dynamic beings. That's what this conversation is all about, the dynamicism of what it means to be alive, to be a human, and how you're not going to feel the same way every day. You're not going to do the same things every day. It's going to be, there's so many different elements that make up what's currently happening in our field in any given moment. And can we just surrender into that and take the pressure off a bit? give ourselves permission to be messy, to not be perfect, to let things go, to make mistakes, right? That's what I'm here for. I love you. I mean it. Thank you for being along this ride. (laughs) I'm sending you so much love. And again, if you could continue to send me love as I have been, you know, reparenting myself, (laughs) this this inner child who's really wanting to control right now and and really not surrender but it is it's starting to feel a bit lighter i can feel i can feel the shifts happening as i as i loosen the grip and that is my wish and hope for all of you so enjoy and i will see you next week for another episode of soul shine radio so how did you become a woman's empowerment coach well that's a loaded question (laughs) Uh, It really started from my own transformation and healing journey. I suffered from women's hormonal health issues for over a decade of my life, from my teens into my 20s. And when I hit 30 years old, I actually got engaged to my now husband. And it was a time that was really debilitating. And it should have been a time that was really exciting and planning my future and and, you know, just having all these physical symptoms and I was on all of these medications, doctor to doctor, endocrinologist, you name it. And I just woke up one day and decided nobody's listening to me. I know that I can get to the source of what's going on with me. And that was the moment that I reclaimed the, my sovereignty of my body, of my health, of my, my well-being, my aliveness. And that really, that was five years ago, mm, just over five years ago, actually. And that's what really started the traje- trajectory of me listening to my body's wisdom, me, you know, owning that I am my highest authority, not letting external anything really overpower my inner knowing And so that trans, you know, it started with this desperation, desperational health journey, but has really continued to up level in all areas of my life, as I'm sure you know, entrepreneurship, all of it is also interconnected. 
So how did you get over the health crisis? So what, I mean, what modalities did you use to help turn your whole situation around that you became so passionate about it that you wanted to coach other women? Yeah. So I, I went a completely holistic route and for me, you know, this was chronic illness and I felt really called to, you know, it's like, there's, there's, there's catastrophic events, which I really believe in for Western medicine, but really for chronic illness, you know, I believe in a holistic approach. And I knew that there was something underlying that was really triggering this hormonal imbalance and hormonal response in my body. So I, I sought out a doctor of oriental medicine and also a functional medicine doctor. And it started with really anything that I was consuming, anything that I was putting on my body, anything that I was using in my home. And then of course, also understanding what is going on in my environment, what am I taking in, what could be contributing to stress level. So I really just started to take notice of all of the different areas of my life and how I was being impacted. I really started to tune into, is this relationship serving me? Is this job serving me? I actually was an environmental engineer for 10 years and you know, I left corporate during that time. I discovered Beauty Counter. I became really passionate about ingredient safety using my environment, environmental sciences background, right? So I just kept following what lit me up. I just kept following what felt like truth for me. I just kept following what started to make me feel better. And then it just kept expanding from there. That's great. So how did you find Beauty Counter? So I actually was following a couple of different bloggers that shared very similar similar stories to me. And there was one blogger in particular, her name's R.C. Bartanian. She's still my mentor and she's a dear friend of mine. You know, she had struggled from with similar issues as well. And I started to see a lot of people that I really trusted in the online space. I started to really understand ingredient safety, what to avoid, what not to avoid understanding greenwashing, you know, marketing, understanding, really getting to the root of all of these different ingredients and beauty counter checked all the boxes. When I actually researched it, I looked at the packaging. It looked amazing. I looked at the ingredient, you know, stringent ingredient process that they use. Everything was checking all my boxes, got my first set of products and I fell in love and my, my skin started to heal. My hormones started to heal. Uh, gave me confidence. There, this is where I really started to be connected to women. And, you know, it's a women-owned company. It was started by a woman, you know, after watching An Inconvenient Truth and just got really fired up about the misinformation and the lack of transparency in the industry. And, you know, I had a story to tell. And so it was powerful for me because I was still healing when I joined the business and I really let my vision carry me, I really, you know, before all of the physical symptoms went away, I was still, you know, sharing organically and authentically because I was really passionate about the movement and what I had learned. And that was a huge eye opener for me in terms of, you know, you don't have to be there yet. You can still, you know, have success from that. And you know, people will actually really relate. People relate to vulnerability. People relate to, you know, seeing you in the middle of your process. And that was a huge, huge, huge wake up call for me. Were you looking at being an entrepreneur? Had you ever looked at network marketing before? So how, how was that? How did you make that transition? I had no, it's so fascinating because 
when I went to college, I went to college at 17 and I was good in math and science. And I pretty much did what everybody told me to do or recommended. So I, you know, became an environmental engineer. I wanted to be in this male dominated industry and I was really good at it. And I was really successful in the company I worked with at the time took really good care of me and it was really fun. You know, it was fun, but also I worked really long hours and it wasn't fulfilling. It really wasn't fulfilling. And even though I could see myself doing it long-term, it just didn't feel right. It felt like there was something missing and I felt like I, I wasn't connected to my life purpose. So when this whole thing happened and I understood there was a business opportunity, I'm like, well, let me just try it. I'll, I'll join for the discount and see what happens. And then it just started to build and it started to evolve. And I started just having a lot of fun. And um, don't get me wrong. There was a lot of trials and tribulations. You know, you hear a lot of no's. There are some judgments that that pass through. So it was a really good opportunity for me to, to remember, right? Like this isn't going to be everyone's cup of tea and other people's opinions have, have nothing to do with me. And as long as I'm being my authentic self, then it doesn't matter what other people think because generally the people who are passing judgment were those who were unhappy in their jobs or miserable, <laughs> you know? So I, again, that, re that remembrance of reminding myself of the feedback that I'm taking in. So if you could pick, I know they have so many great products, one beauty counter product <sighs> to take with you to a deserted Island or to take with you on a vacation, what would it be? Well, if I wanted to take care of my skin, I'd probably say our amazing sunscreen mist, but the overnight resurfacing peel is my favorite skincare product. It is one of our hero products. It's like a serum. It's a gentle exfoliator that you can use at night. It's amazing for honestly acne, for wrinkles, for radiance, like really it just helps smooth out the skin. So if you have melasma, you know, hyperpigmentation, anything like that, and it works on all skin types. What is the acid in it? What's doing the peel? It actually has 15 botanically derived acids that are all safe. So it has pretty much all of them at very low concentrations, all of the clean ones, I should say at very low concentrations. So that's why it works well, because it kind of is like a multitasker, but also is very gentle on the skin. Awesome. So let's talk about the Awakened Woman Framework. What does that mean? I know you use that framework to, to teach women. What does that mean? Yeah, so it's really fun, right? Because... You're hearing the kind of the background of my story, right? Environmental engineer with health issues. My first taste of entrepreneurship was through Beauty Counter. And a couple of years ago, I started getting that same feeling like, mm, this is still a company that I stand behind, but there's more. Like I hit my growth edge and I really started to notice that I was hiding behind the brand of Beauty Counter, that I was hiding behind you know, right. It's like safety. Oh, it's not mine. Like I can stand behind it, but it's not mine. And I actually used to teach pole fitness. That's a story for another day. My boss, my engineering boss, when I first moved to the town that I live in now in Sarasota, Florida, she told me, Oh, I own this gym. I own, I own this women's gym. You should check it out since you don't know anyone. And I stepped foot in the, in the gym and it's a pole studio. And she never told me, and I stayed and I went almost every day and fell in love with the community, 
again, this next, this next phase of women's empowerment and seeing women's confidence shift. And then I started teaching. And so embodiment has always been a part of my life and really allowing us to tune into our body's wisdom so that we can connect to our higher self, connect to our inner knowing has been, that's part of the Awaken Woman framework. So really the, the, the pillars of the framework are connection to self-source and sisterhood, the transformation and healing piece, which is really getting into somatic practices, which is really anything of the body, allowing us to connect to our bodies as women, because most of us are completely offline nowadays. And then the last piece is really that co-creation piece, allowing us to transmute the stuckness and the stuck emotions and energy that live inside of us to be able to operate from that frequency of abundance, that frequency, that ex- those expanded frequencies that allow things to just be easier and to allow things to come into our field with a lot more ease and flow. Ditching the self-sabotage and the overworking and the compulsive behaviors and all of those things. So that is really where my heart and soul lives is empowering women to reconnect to themselves through the body, heal their relationship with themselves through the body so that they can access that, that fullest, fullest expression of their authentic self. Let's go back to the, the stripper pole gym. I got a funny story to tell you, Lindsay. So okay. I just moved to LA and I went to my first party. It was in the Valley and mm. all these women were like dancing on a stripper pole. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm born and raised in Cincinnati. I'm like, what is it? What, what's happening in LA? Why are all these women like, why do they think it's fun to like play on the stripper pole? <laughs> so let me ask you a really interesting question. This is about feminism. So women can be, you know, dancing on a stripper pole and they can be objectified and dehumanized as, okay, I'm just a sex object and it's sexy to like dance around this pole, which is obviously a phallic symbol. Or how do women shift from being objectified doing uh, pole dancing to empowered and, and owning their femininity and getting in touch with their body? Like, how, how can you go from objectified to empowered using the pole dancing? That's the question. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love this question. I'm so glad you went, you went back there. Um, oh, there was something that, I, that just came into my field and then it left for a second. Well, really, you know our creative center, like, so our power is directly connected to our eroticism and to our sexuality and to our sensuality. And that is, unfortunately, if you think about it, a lot of times as women, we're told that we're too much. We're told that we're not allowed to feel our feelings. We're told that we're not allowed to cry. We're not allowed to have this wide range of emotions, which a lot of the work that I also do is understanding because of my hormone issues, understanding what's really going on with our cycles throughout the day throughout the month, throughout the week, our male counterparts, their, their hormone cycle every 24 hours are generally cycle every 28 days. So we're not meant to feel the same way every day. We're not meant to do the same tasks every day. So what this has done is it's completely stuffed so many things down in the basement and we're not connected to our aliveness and our vitality in this way. And so to me, it's just about our relationship to it, right? It's about our relationship to, it's about the feeling, right? To me, I don't dance for anybody else but myself. I'm doing this for me. And I think when when we're doing it to prove ourselves and when we're doing it for someone else, of course, like it's different if you want to do something for your husband or something like that. Like 
my husband loves that I'm doing all of this, but it's because I'm more confident in myself. He notices my shift in my energy and there's nothing sexier than a woman who knows who she is. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah. So you're dancing not to be an ob- sex object for men, but you're dancing to feel your own sexual power and get in touch with that own sexual energy, which is what you know your mojo is or your sacral chakra or your all the different names for prana. So that's great. And then let's go back to what you said about ease and grace. So it is the <laughs> holidays. You know, we're officially... I don't know when you listen to this, this podcast is evergreen. So uh, we are recording it during the holidays. So what can women do to have ease and grace when they start to feel like they have such a big to-do list and so much to do and the traffic and all, all the things that are, you know, maybe socializing with family members that aren't kind to them. What can women do to remain calm and have flow and ease during this uh, hectic time of the year? Mm, I love this question. And really this, we're in a time where most people's nervous systems are shot regardless of the holiday season or not. Hopefully the holidays bring joy, right? And don't add any more overwhelm. But my definition of overwhelm is asking for more than we are allowing in, right? So it's like changing our relationship to, to everything, To me, every moment gets to be a sacred moment. And so when you notice that you're starting to spiral, it's really connecting back to the breath. You know, the the breath was the first thing we did when we came into this world. And it's that constant reminder that we get to create a new moment, a new moment, a new moment. And I'm sure that you've heard, you know, the deep belly breathing is connected to the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve actually communicates to the brain the majority of the time, which most people don't understand. So the body is actually telling the brain then what to do, not the other way around. So when we can actually just take three deep belly breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth, you would be surprised how quickly you can shift your state just from that. If you want to take it up a notch, put on one of your favorite songs and just dance it out. Maybe you want to stretch. Maybe it needs, it gets to be slower. Maybe you just need to do a lot of energetic release. Your body is a living, breathing organism. Your body will tell you what you need. So just start to tune in and listen. So I think if you could give yourself the breath, if you can actually give yourself a song in a moment, you would be surprised how quickly that can shift your state. And then you just remember, this is what I ask myself, does this need to be done by me? Does this need to be done at, uh, right now? Does this need to be done at all? And then half the time we're doing something that isn't even really serving us. It's not a priority. And that's how we get in those tailspins a lot of the time. I'm going to repeat that. Okay, guys, <laughs> 3D, does this need to be done by me? What's the next one? Does this need to be done right now? Does this need to be done right now? And does this need to be done at all? Very nice. I love that. So let's talk about human design. What Mm -hmm. is human design? I know it's really trendy right now. So just It's so trendy. It's so fun how all of a sudden I'm like, oh, everybody wants human design right now, which is really fun. So it's essentially, it's, it's a tool that allows us to 
it has ancient wisdom. It has, you know, it's, it's basically this bridge between ancient modalities and uh, neuroscience and quantum physics. It has the Chinese I Ching, Eastern and Western astrology. And I always just say it's not the way it's a tool, right? We all have different tools, but I love it because it's based on the planetary alignment. So I don't always tell people that. So if you're listening to this and you don't necessarily believe in astrology, anytime that I've done a reading for someone, basically you'll input the time, the date, and the location of where you were born. And it creates what's called your energetic blueprint or a body graph. And it really, it really provides so much relief. I've never done a reading for someone who's been like, this isn't me. It's generally provided so much relief. And the best way I can explain it is it is your soul when you came into this world before society got its hands on you. So it just provides this solace for people of like, okay, this is why I'm this way, or this is why I feel this way. There's nothing wrong with me. This is like, or this is, you know, why this pulls up my heartstrings. And if you notice in the body graph, it's also very uh, synchronistic with the chakras because, you know, it also has the, the chakra system in there as well. But it's all about energy and energetic centers. And, and to me, it's this ability to allow the body to lead. It's more opportunities to understand what's happening in our body energetically. And again, how to work with our bodies instead of against it based on how we are meant to really operate in this world. And so it's just a fun thing to try on. But I assure you, most people are like, oh, this feels so good. That's how it was for me when I first was introduced to human design. And a really funny story, I was gifted by my mentor in Beauty Counter, a human design reading. And then it just kept coming into my field. Like I, it, I was the first time I had heard of it and I kept following the signs. Then I became certified really because when I love something, I become an avid researcher and I just geek out on it. And then people wanted readings. It was a very organic, uh, you know, it was very organic. And that is actually part of my type is to really respond to what life is giving me. And I think that's part of the surrender piece. That's part of the allowance piece. That's part of working with our energy because when we're in resistance, that's really depleting. So I hope that helps clarify yeah, a bit. No, I'm excited. I'm I'm gonna take you up on your offer to do a human design. I mean, at first it was like things come into you know trends. I, it was astrology and numerology, and then the enneagram, and now it's uh, everywhere. I hear online is human design. So I'm I'm excited to double click on it. I got that. Yeah. From Paris. <laughs> I love that like double that. click. Cha-ching. Well, what's great too, is there's a lot of overlap. Like I'm in the emotional triad and human design and I'm an emotional authority and human design. So again, for those who like to access these tools, it's just another layer of deepening and human design is a lot of information and it can be a lot in the head. So I do embody, you know, my, my love is embodiment work. So I I allow, I actually, you're going to be in for a treat. I don't know anyone else that does this, but I actually will select songs based on your energetic blueprint. And I help you integrate and synthesize it with music and vibration so that you're not up here trying to figure it out. You're just allowing your body, you know, to take in the new information on a cellular level. 
Nice. Well, I'm getting married next month, so maybe I can uh, put one of those songs on my wedding playlist. So there you go. I could be that would be fun. Walking out or walking down the aisle to my human design song. (laughs) I would be so honored if that actually happened. So (laughs) I'll take the pressure off myself a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So I know you are a coach now and a human design reader, and you also have a successful networking network marketing business. I don't know if you have any other income streams. Uh, does your husband count as an income stream? I think so. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is the advantage to you of having multiple income streams versus just one job? Yeah, well, it's more of the evolution of the overarching, like, I, you know, to me, it's like, I am my brand. And, you know, it's like the umbrella of, of Lindsay Martinellis, the umbrella of the awakened woman, you know, to me, this is about accessing our power and our sovereignty and our full potential. And so, you know, with beauty counter, for example, it's still so important. I mean, our vessel, right? Like this is the temple of, of our soul is what I believe. And this is, you know, it's like, this is the gate, the body is the gateway to our soul. And so I kind of just follow things that feel in alignment, right? So, so, you know, I have my overarching program, the Awaken Woman Circle, but Beauty Counter, right? It's still a huge part of my life. And it's still so important to me. I still love being a part of the mission, right? So it's like, I'm simplifying it. But then when I feel the call, it's like, I always think of a symphony. I think of harmony, right? It's not like I'm overworking and I have all of these pillars that are that are working all at the same time. Sometimes I feel more passionate about, you know, a certain track and I'll go all in and I'll, you know, I'll do my thing and then it becomes easier and easier and it becomes passive and I already have things set up. So my beauty counter business, you know, is a passive re- revenue stream for me now. I've been uh nurturing it for the last five years. Human design is kind of a fun thing. It's usually introductory. Sometimes I'm thinking about doing something for Black Friday because I can tell people are wanting it. It's not something I do all the time because my schedule doesn't allow. So again, I'm listening to my body. I'm not just like, oh, I need this. I need that. Like people are asking for it. So I'm just going to stack my calendar. It's more of like, okay, the carts are going to open and you can book for, you know, however many days and for people who want to take advantage. So that's what I love. It's about the ebb and flow of I'm not in a scarcity mindset that I'm going to run out. I'm not adding things just for the sake of adding. I'm really just following what lights me up. And then, you know, sometimes in a symphony, there's an instrument that's a little bit louder and the other one goes down and then another one goes up. And that feels really good for me. It's very cyclical. It's very fluid and it doesn't feel contracted, which is really important to me. I don't like to feel like I'm in a box. (laughs) So I still feel like I have this overarching umbrella. People know what I stand for. And then more of the tools are kind of what come out from time to time. That's great. So this is the last and most potent question that I think women deal with all over the world. I know people are watching this on the internet, so they're all over the world. How can women using your teaching overcome the traps of comparison and perfectionism? Ooh, I love your questions. You know, when we connect to our bodies and our breath, it is the truth of the the present moment. And when we're in presence, we're not 
thinking about the future. We're not worried about the future. We're not worried about what we're doing or who this person's like, you know, this person on social media and comparison and all the things. And we're not living in the past. And so what I love about really connecting to our body's wisdom is it's our truth. It's nobody else's. And that really liberates us from comparing our journey to somebody else's or feeling like we're not quite there. And, you know, my journey was not very fun (laughs) for, for many, many years. And I realize now that that was really training for me to be able to speak in this way, to be able to teach in this way. And, and, and our experience is truly what allows us to be able to lead from that place. So I hope that answers your question, that it's really about reconnecting to ourselves. And I love using, you know, resonance and frequency and vibration of song because I feel like it really allows us to drop in quickly. You know, it allows us quickly to just drop in and say like, oh, wait, no, that's not my thought. That's somebody else's thought, right? That's my ego talking. You know, that's that's the comparison talking. So hopefully... Yeah, no, that was great. I feel like I like that you said that somebody else's thought because I feel that society is constantly making women feel that they're not enough. So either they can control them and they're not empowered or they will buy more stuff, right? If you buy the perfume, if you buy this dress, if you buy this car, if you drink this beer, if you go on this vacation, then you'll look like these beautiful models in the billboards. But the truth is the models in the billboards don't even look like the models in the billboards because they're completely airbrushed and it's all, it's all just a facade. So I think the journey is really about going in, like it says in your bio, transforming from the inside out, finding peace and just self-acceptance. Like I think for, for me as a recovering perfectionist, I was always striving, 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 striving. And yes, I did get to achieve a lot, but I never learned to be happy with who mm. I was, where I was. And I was never even present to all the good that was happening because I was always like in the future striving for more, 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 more. So I yeah. really think that the breath, like you said, taking those three breaths and just being present and just being grateful and accepting what you have, including the body that you're in. And like you, you were covered from illness but it started from a point of acceptance like first you had to accept like this is where I am on my journey and I'm willing to like explore all these different holistic and you know functional medicine to heal and now you can empower other people so Mm -hmm. it has been so great to have you on the show Lindsay is there anything you want to offer our listeners Hmm. what do I want to offer yeah. What about, let's do, let, let's do a 30 minute call and we can talk about any of the things that we talked about on here, embodiment, human design, breath work, somatic work, cycle syncing, all of the things I can drop my Calendly link and um, we'll just, you know, book something out for the next week or two. Yeah. So for anybody that wants. We'll put that in the show notes. And then um, other than that, how can people stay in touch with you? Where can we find you on the web? Yes. So where my happy place is, is in my Facebook group, the Awaken Woman Collective. I am on Instagram, Lindsay Martin Ellis, M-A-R-T-E-N-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, which I'm sure Rebecca will put in the show notes. And my website's lindsaymartinellis.com. But if you really want a safe container 
of like-minded women. If you're really feeling like you, you know, want to reconnect, I have free moving meditation classes weekly and I'm constantly, we have lots of good, fun, juicy stuff happening in the group. And I really, I really like the the closeness of that group because it's really engaged and really connected. So if that's what you're looking for, I think you should go and check it out. What it, before we wrap up, what is moving meditation? I call it moving meditation. <laughs> you know, for me, meditation, it's just an, an, another way to, to understand how to connect to the body, right? Because I think we read in books that we have to sit still and there's just so many rules that are put on in this box again, right? Like where people feel like it's a chore or a task or they're not doing it right. And then they end up not doing it at all. And so the moving meditation is, it's a sensual movement practice, right? We breathe, we stretch, we just reconnect to ourselves. We drop in, we ground in, we get out of our heads and into our hearts, out of our heads and into our bodies. And generally a lot of things come through. And so what I'm teaching people is, you know, when you calm your nervous system, when you move, depending on, sometimes I'll usually, it's very intuitive. Some days we do a lot of release and a lot of shaking out. Again, other times it's really, really slow movement, creating pleasure, touch, right? Like hugging ourselves, self-massage, right? So all of that to me is comprised of the moving meditation, if you're feeling like stillness isn't working for you, if you feel like, oh, I just don't know how to do this. This is a, an approach that's very dynamic where it's very fluid and you can really feel into what your body viscerally responds to, right? Because everything goes back to the feeling. And so if you're not, if you're creating resistance for yourself in the stillness of meditation, I would recommend trying this. Generally, I'll start moving meditation and then I go into stillness because that's the way that I'm able to drop my body in the quickest way. I love that because I meet so many people like, oh, I tried meditation. I just can't sit still. It's just not me. So I love that you start people moving and then bring them into the stillness, kind of like a yoga class where you start moving and then you're so tired that you're like, yeah, Shavasana. So Yeah. But this is what I love about this, though, is it's it's very much what you desire, right? Like there's no choreography. I'm not telling people what to do, right? We'll have a song and then it's like I provide guidance, but really it's like, what do you need? And I think that's the most important thing. People people want someone to show them what to do or they think they like they think somebody else needs to tell them. But it's really about tuning in and connecting to what you know, what we individually need. So come check it out. It's Thursdays, 9am PST, 12 uh, Eastern. Yeah. So you give people the the liberty and the platform to get in touch with their own body and do what feels good to them. So that, exactly. that's beautiful. Well, Lindsay, yes. it was so great to get to know you more. Thank you so much for being on the show. If you got something out of this, tag a friend, screenshot this. Go ahead and put it in your story tag at Rebecca E. Whitman. What's your name on Instagram? Lindsay Martin Ellis. Lindsay Martin Ellis. Tag us. We'll reshare it. We'll give you a shout out. Thank you so much for a five-star review. That means the world to me. If you could give us a five-star review, that gives me the fuel to bring more great speakers and content to you like Lindsay Martin Ellis. So thank you so much if you take the 90 seconds to write a five-star review on iTunes. And we just got approved on Amazon Music. So we're on all major platforms now. Amazon, Pandora, Spotify, 
you name it, every single platform where they have podcasts, we're there. Thanks to our wonderful listeners and all your support. So thank you so much. Thanks again for being on the show, Lindsay. I can't wait to meet with you and talk more about my human design. And I will talk to you really soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you so much for your presence and contribution in tuning in today. If you found value from this episode, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You can tag me at Lindsay Martin Ellis. I always love hearing from you. So I invite you to send me a love note via direct message and share your experience and ahas. Also, I have a beautiful free offering for you if you have not already taken advantage of my free quiz to discover your unique soul's blueprint so that you can activate your feminine frequency and embody more of you. You can find the link below in the show notes. And lastly, I invite you to leave a rating and review if any of my content in these podcast episodes resonates. This is the best and most effective way to support this podcast and reaching more people awakening around the globe. You can simply leave a quick review to share what you love most about my teachings and how this has impacted your life. Thanks again so much for being here from the bottom of my heart. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Soulshine Radio. Sending so many love and blessings. Mm-hmm.